Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is kissing considered cheating? It's Elizabeth Kay, another episode here with 50 Shades of Kay, with my very good friend, Julie Amen, who's a local professional matchmaker with It's Just Lunch. And that's what we're talking about today. Is kissing considered cheating? May seem like a dumb question because I feel like, yeah, that's considered cheating. And just recently, a lot of people talking about what happened during the Emmys with Nicole Kidman and her on-screen husband, Big Little Lies actor Alex Skarsgård, and their little kiss that they had afterwards. So, Julie, we're going to jump right into all of this. First off, thanks for being back on Fifty Shades of K. Thanks for having me back. So what do you think about the kiss with Nicole Kidman and Alex Skarsgård? Do you think that that is something that Keith Urban, Nicole Kidman's husband, should be a little uncomfortable with? Well, that is really what the million-dollar question is here today is, is kissing cheating? And you cannot go on social media today without seeing that kiss everywhere. Even though they kissed on screen, right? So the obvious kissed on screen. They had sex on well, not real sex, but there they had. If you watch Big Little Lies, Mm -hmm. there were very intimate scenes Mm -hmm. and very intense scenes between the two of them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say too much because if people still want to watch the series, sure. I don't want to talk about what happens in their relationship, but it was really intense. But in that case, they're acting. I feel like it was a little too intimate to have a little kiss with your friend I well, mean a lot of people agree with you and that's why it's all over social media it was the intimacy that was involved in that kiss his hand was on her waist her hands were on his face and it was a kiss on the lips and so it's funny when people ask this question is kissing cheating right well men and women view the act of kissing differently they really do for most women It's as much emotional as it is physical. There's that mind-body connection there. While for some men, it is purely physical. And that's where this men are from Mars, women are from Venus mentality comes from when it comes down to kissing and is it considered cheating. So it's a subjective question, right? I mean, you have to really talk about what your expectations are in a relationship. And cheating is ultimately about violating your partner's expectations, whatever they are. Well, yeah. And it's also, it comes down to um, how people feel that the other person values them and respects them because cheating is also a very embarrassing thing for people too Mm -hmm. because you feel like you were made to look like a fool. Mm -hmm. Um, Respect is a big part of it. And I always say if you feel like you're doing something wrong, you probably are. And if it's something that you would not do in front of your significant other that you are only doing in private, then yes, that is also something wrong. Because in this case, Nicole Kidman had her husband there. Absolutely. So maybe that's where we say it's not cheating then because he was there. Disrespectful. Maybe that's the word we should use. Disrespectful to her husband who's standing right there. And, you know, a lot of times they were talking about it on TV today that these actors, they develop a relationship when they're making a movie together. And so it's those people that we know, right? We all know those people who they're lip kissers, right? You see them and you think, oh, Oh boy, this is one coming in at us. He's going to kiss me on the <laughs> lips. And so there is something more intimate about it. But the truth is flirting is is fun, right? I mean, we don't stop flirting 
a lot of the times when we're dating someone or we're in a relationship, it can be a problem, though. And this is where that kissing comes in. And so as long as flirting is just friendly, right, it stops there. We're having fun. We're in the moment. I mean, it happens. But when you're trying to get something out of it, when you want to maybe go home with that person or you're looking for a date. And I want to just kind of remind everyone we're talking about flirting and dating or kissing other people while you're dating is is that cheating is that cheating i think it's pretty obvious i mean when you're in a relationship when you're in this one-on-one relationship someone with someone there's a lot less gray area right than when you're in a committed relationship and so if you're not exclusive is it is it cheating? Um, right. I don't think a lot of people would disagree that, hey, if you're passionately kissing someone in a re- while you're married or in this one-on-one committed relationship, pretty easy to say that's a betrayal, right? Yes, yes. Sure. Um, but it's this, when when I'm talking with clients or with people who are dating and they'll say, is this cheating, Julie? I mean, Yeah, what do you say? I mean, I guess a lot of it, too, and we're speaking in generalizations. We are. A lot of it is a case-by-case basis. But in mm-hmm. your world, as a local matchmaker, mm-hmm. you probably have a lot lot of people that are in the early stages of dating mm-hmm, sure. that come up to you and say, yeah, I really had a connection with this guy or girl or whoever, sure. but this happened. Should I be concerned? Maybe they're not on the same page. Maybe they don't want what I want. What you, do you say? You hit the nail on the head. I mean, the, the truth is if you're not exclusive, it's not technically cheating. It sounds like that Friends episode when Ross says, we were on a break. <laughs> when he and Rachel broke up, we were we were on a break. And I sound like a broken record a lot of times when I'm talking with both singles as well as talking at events. But the key when dating is to be honest and communicate what your expectations are to make sure you're both on that same page. Now, my question for you, because you deal again with people in the early stages of dating, mm-hmm. when do you sure. bring up the what are we Mm -hmm. talk in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you when you don't bring it up on a first date. (laughs) So you just bought me a beer. (laughs) What are we? Where is what I'm looking for? This is what I want out of this relationship. And I I saw you kiss the bartender. I'm very confused. What's going on? Okay. So not too much. Um, So the best time to bring that up is when it feels comfortable. And I know again, very general, but I'd say like a third or fourth date, you can start putting those things out there. I always say, remember, I'm, I'm working with clients as a matchmaker. And so it's so wonderful to be able to match people who want the same things out of a relationship. If you're single, if you want to start a family, if you're looking to get married, we're going to match you with people who are on that same page. So once there's chemistry... It just works. So if you're doing this on your own, if you're dating on your own, it's important. There may be that chemistry right out of the gates, but you have to talk on that. I'd say second, third, fourth date to start bringing it up and saying, here's kind of what I'm looking for out of a relationship and in life, because it gives that other person the opportunity to say, whoa, like I either need to put the brakes on here a little bit. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm new to town. I'm looking to meet people. You almost can't blame them as long as there's honesty involved. And I want to back up here for a second. What you do with It's Just Lunch, this is really important to reiterate. If people you know work with you, you at the beginning of this process have a lot of big questions answered from your clients so that, like you said, if you are matching up someone who's like, I just moved to Milwaukee. I want to meet someone, have a little bit of fun. You're going to match them up not with someone that's saying, I have three kids 
I want to be married. I want sure. someone that's serious. Yeah. Am I right? You go through all of that to make sure that you're not putting these people together that right. don't want the same right. future goals. That's what the interview process is about. And I yeah. just had a client yesterday go, my gosh, do you get in depth with these interviews? And it's important. I always say share what you're comfortable with. But the more I know about you, the better I can match you. And it's very important to make sure that our clients are on the same page for that first date. Because again, clients will say, We've, I've only been out on three dates. Is it weird that I want to go on hold for this person? And, and give this a go. No. Once there's chemistry, go for it. Yeah. Explore that relationship. But if you're not working with a matchmaker, then again, it, it, the lines are a bit more blurred. You have got to understand, hey, what are you looking for in life? You can have a lighthearted conversation about it, um, but you have to have the conversation about it because in today's day and age, there are all different kinds of perceived cheating when it comes to dating. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's talk about texting too. Mm-hmm. Texting. I had a friend that I almost said her name. I won't say her name. I had a friend. <laughs> we all who, have a friend. Who very, very recently mm-hmm. realized that her serious boyfriend of about mm. three years mm-hmm. had been texting like his college girlfriend. Mm. And it, the the messages weren't inappropriate, but she was just sort of taken aback of what the heck would make you think to text her? And apparently there was something on Facebook that tagged a couple people from college and then they had reached out to each other, but it made her very uncomfortable mm-hmm. about it. What sure. about the whole texting someone else and when it comes to cheating? It ha- it's something that you have to talk about because we rarely go a day, any of us, without texting. It is a key way we communicate. We flirt that way. So it's important. I'd rather text sometimes than have a phone call personally. Most people would. And so it's important to keep things respectful. So a lot of people. People will argue here that a fun, flirty text to someone they haven't seen in a long time, in the case of your friend, or, you know, that maybe they haven't met in person is, hey, NBD, no big deal, right? Because I haven't even met that person. It's late. It's fun. It's flirty. There's a big difference, though, between messages that are light and flirty and just kind of fun and those that cross over the line into intimacy. The bottom line is however you make your partner feel, you're responsible for those feelings. And so I love that. Say that again. Say that that's perfect. Well, you're responsible for the way you make your partner feel. And so the worst thing someone can do in that situation is to say it was no big deal. There are there are there are men that'll say women are crazy, and I, my right. res- my response is you're only as crazy as your woman as you make your woman. Like you're only as crazy as you make <laughs> yeah. us. You're responsible for that. You communicated that turn, so you got to address it. Hey, how did I'm sorry this made you feel that way. It wasn't my intention. Intentions go a long way. They do, and the person that has nothing to hide mm-hmm. hides nothing. If right. there are sec- if there too. are secret text messages from a different room, mm-hmm. if the phone's always turned down, if the lock screen code is changed, that may cause someone. To say okay what is going on here that you're keeping this right keeping this private and when you choose the action you choose the consequence correct yes and again anytime something like this comes up in a relationship i'm always telling clients or you know singles this is an opportunity to get deeper in the relationship to grow from this Mm -hmm. what bothered you about this you have to set those expectations in a relationship at that time it's it's for her to say listen i i'm not being unreasonable you had a relationship with her this is an ex-girlfriend here's how you're making me feel i love the expression where there are no boundaries you really do invite disrespect into a relationship true and when it comes to adding a third person the outsider let's say in this case the roommate that's texting sure my friend's whole point was I don't know her. 
I don't know her. I don't know her intentions. I don't. Is this a professional conversation? Do you guys cross paths because of work? Mm-hmm. Do I mean what is? Is she married? I mean, she knew nothing about this girl. There were just these these texts, and they were again just friendly texts, but mm-hmm. it made her still feel embarrassed because she thought, okay, is is there this? joke going on and I'm I'm kind of the joke, you know, that I'm not in on. I think that's a fair way to feel. Yes. I mean, I, I don't think she's overreacting there at all, truthfully, if you're asking for my opinion. I agree. But you have to know this, that um, thinking someone else is attractive or texting someone, working with someone who's attractive and saying, hey, she's a beautiful person or I really find him, oh my gosh, look at this guy. That's not the act of cheating, whether you're in a relationship or not. I think everyone would agree, hey, we're going to find other people attractive in our lives here. However, if someone has insecurities both within themselves or within the relationship, it's going to fuel those insecurities. And so you just have to remember that talking about someone, talking with someone is not an act of cheating. It's acting on those feelings of beauty or, hey, they're really good looking. Acting on it is is the act of cheating. Well, but you're, I, I know there's people that are going to listen to this that are going to say, oh, I don't care if my husband says that the waitress is hot. To a point, to a point. I also <laughs> yeah. feel like if it's, disrespecting who you're with then it does go too far it, it really it really does mm-hmm, you know right. if there's like an on and on like oh my gosh oh look at her oh wow oh, that's just uncomfortable well, there's for something anybody. wrong in the relationship yeah then. and that's right. why it's important when it comes to cheating it always comes down to there's something wrong in the relationship someone's not getting something that they want and they're uncomfortable conversations sometimes i mean let's be honest here it's you're talking about sex sometimes you're talking about these things these needs that you want and it's important to have those conversations because you can't go around it or you're going to end up in that conversation where someone is lacking. Yeah. And you got to go through it. You have to talk about it. You have to get on the same page if you're not. And Julie, a lot of people have their guard up when they start dating because you do put yourself in a vulnerable position, you mm-hmm. know, physically, sure. emotionally. I mean, there's a lot that you're putting yourself out there when you're trying to fall again or start a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that can make people leery because maybe they've been burned before. How do you how do you handle that? There's there's a woman that I know who was burned really badly mm-hmm. in her last marriage. Sure. I mean really badly and she is thinking about maybe dating, but she's terrified because she feels like the one person I trusted yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. her husband, mm-hmm. burned her in the worst way possible. How can she go back out there then and say, "Cool, let's have another go at this." Mm-hmm. What do you say as a matchmaker when someone comes to you interested but they're scared? Yeah. And I will tell you, I work with clients like that, unfortunately, all the time who are sitting in front of me saying, I never thought I'd be in the situation, whatever that situation is. It's okay to be leery. It's okay to have your guard up. It's okay to say, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm so scared to get out there again. But you can't be bitter. Being bitter is not going to help you when it comes to dating. And being bitter is not attractive. It's not. Posi- I'm just throwing positivity. it out there. Yeah, positivity. It's just not. It, I say it all the time. Is, is sing- It's one of the number one qualities that singles are attracted to. And so I, a lot of times you have to work through those things out by yourself. But when I, I talked with a 55-year-old you know, client yesterday who is a new client of mine, and she was in a very similar situation to what you just described. And the bottom line is I said, are you looking to be in a relationship again or do you want to spend your life 
with your family and your kids and certainly has a fulfilled life. That's a good question. And she said, I'm not ready to hang up my hat. I want to be in a relationship. Then the answer is you have got to date if you want to be in a relationship. And so date the right people. Know what your non-negotiables are in a relationship. A lot of times people will tell me, I want somebody who's kind. I want someone with integrity. I want someone who's honest. Those are fantastic qualities to want to embrace. But how does someone show that? A lot of times I'll say, hey, I have someone I'm thinking of for you. He does missionary work. He's really involved in the community. He's a great dad. He, you know, maybe coaches Little League. These are signs of kindness. These are signs of integrity. Look for those things. And if they're not there, then don't move forward with the second right. or third date. We want to sometimes see what's what's there when it's not. You know, we women, men, we create kind of the situation that we want to embrace. And it's the same with cheating. You can't close your eyes to what's right in front of you either. And it's it's difficult. But I give clients, I give people credit who have been through this, who have been on the other side of cheating, who have felt disrespected and go, I don't want to do this again. Unfortunately, no risk, no reward. And we both know the reward is big. When you're in a happy, meaningful relationship, I say it all the time, and people are going to think I have a a strange um, love for pizza or something, but I'm always like, I don't care if you're making pizzas on a Friday night. It's better when you're doing it with someone that you love. And it does. It makes everything better in life. And so in order to get that, to embrace it, to find it, you have to date. And guess what? Not all your dates are going to be great matches you know whether you're working with a matchmaker or not you you have to date a little bit until all of a sudden you're driving home and you go oh my gosh that was different and perhaps you sit there and say wow good thing i put myself out there because look the right person did eventually Mm -hmm. come around Mm -hmm. and you have to be positive with what you're doing i mean you have to be an eternal optimist i would imagine because people are coming to you hopeful that that your organization your company it's just lunch Mm -hmm. can put them in contact with the right person because ultimately they're coming to you because they don't want to be alone right and i think anyone who meets me i I hope my enthusiasm comes across from the first conversation i have with someone because you know me i am a hopeless romantic you really am because i know the difference it makes because i get the phone calls of someone on the other line and i think is anyone there and they're crying because they never thought they'd feel this again or be in this relationship and Love is a beautiful thing. It's and what if, drives if, me. If everybody can be in love or find love mm-hmm. in some way, think of how great this world It's what drives could be me. Too. It really does. And so I, I know we started off talking about is kissing cheating and, and cheating. It's a part of relationships that have gone wrong. The key is focus on good communication on keeping your relationship strong and giving that other person what they need. When we look at these best couples where we go, oh my gosh, they are such an awesome couple. It doesn't come at no cost. It, it takes, it takes a lot of work. Hard it's work. a lot of work. And they've been through things, but they've come through those things stronger. And it always comes down to this respect, like you said, for one another and commitment. Love is about commitment. And a lot of times that commitment, you're turning your back on some opportunities that are right in front of you sometimes. And that would be what, what cheating is. And and with a relationship that will work, when you talk about the hard work, a lot of times it's having those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. There are there are times in any relationship. Sure. Take take romantic out of it, even relatives. Sometimes you don't want to sit down and have that really hard five minute, 15 minute conversation. But if you don't, you may have hard 
five years, a hard 15 right. years because you're avoiding or pushing things under the rug or just, you know, turning turning your eye away from what could be going on. So have those hard conversations. Yeah, it's so but, true. Because otherwise it's going to build resentment over time. It, it does. And it, it you're so right. I mean, you have to, your priority has to be your partner at the end of the day. Well, what do they say? The grass is greener where you water it? Yeah, exactly. And I another mean, saying, by the way, which I, I I can't take credit for this. I say it often, but a listener, I think, called into the radio show and said it years ago. Yeah. The grass may be greener on the other side, but every yard has a turd in it. <laughs> so don't forget that. It yeah. is the truth. The grass is greener where you And when where it you comes it. to cheating, I mean, I, I work with all kinds of clients, people who may have learned from their own ways. And they'll say, I am so much smarter because of it. The grass was not greener. I gave up a really, really great thing because of my stupidity. And so people Wow, that's learn. huge. People for learn from their mistakes. Self-awareness and, and they, reflecting. They really do. And they're better for it. You have two options, you know, to when I talk with those clients that you brought up again who say I don't I don't know if I want to take another another chance the sweetest and I hate the word revenge but the sweetest revenge is a happy life success is success I'll and say a happy it the life. sweetest revenge is success it really is and have and success within a relationship one final question with sure. you Julie now when we talk about cheating and people that have been burned in the past and mm-hmm. things like that what are your thoughts as a matchmaker when mm-hmm. you're starting a new relationship and because they talk about this on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And yeah. yes, that may not be the ideal way, but they'll often ask the question, what went wrong in your last relationship? Why did your last relationship end? Mm-hmm. How do you, no one likes hearing about the exes, but how do you feel about that question in a relationship? If someone asks that, do you, do you get into the details? Do you not? I mean, I'd keep it high level, especially if it's a first date, I would just say we both made mistakes and I'd move on. I would not share anything about it on a first or second date. Once you're in the relationship, you're gonna, you're going to talk about your past relationship and it's okay, but don't put the blame on the other person. A relationship takes two people. And even when there's cheating, a lot of the Clients that I know are really ready to move on will say, you know what? I was cheated on, but truthfully, Julie, I was disconnected from the relationship. I play a part of it too. That happens so often. And it's such a, it's a really big thing to say. I mean, to be able to admit that I'm like, you're ready to move forward. You've learned from your mistakes. You probably weren't getting what you wanted either. But again, that's how relationships fall apart. When you don't sit down, work through things and, and communicate with one another. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's not right away on the first day. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't get too into it. And especially I will tell you, I hear about it. If if my clients are going out, the first thing they'll say to me when I say, how was the date is remember, I'm getting feedback, which is so it's life changing for people to say, do you know you're talking about your ex on a first date? No, I didn't. Yeah, you are. Your last three dates have said this. And so it's very eye-opening. They learn a lot about themselves. But again, there's something really classy about not putting the blame on the other person, even if you deep down go, I didn't do nothing wrong. Oh, it was right. totally his fault. I don't know <laughs> or it was what her he fault. was thinking yep. or her fault, certainly. But it's important not to voice that, to say, hey, we were a team. The team fell apart. And so here I am. What about you? 
turn it right back around yep. on them. Yep. And again, talk about things you're passionate about on a date, your kids, your family, travel, your motorcycle, whatever it is you love that you kind of light up when you think about doing, talk about those things. It'll translate really well on a date. And this is why people have such success working with you and it's Thank just you. lunch because you're like a relationship coach. I mean, Thank you. You, you are. You're trying to help people find a match. My goal is their goal. And if it's a relationship, then that's what I'm here to help facilitate. And hopefully somebody here listening will make the first step and go to itsjustlunch.com. And we have a local number. You can ask for me. I'm not, you know, hiding in some back room. I am <laughs> actually working and talking with our clients. So I look forward to hearing from you. And we'll link everything up at 991themix.com. And if you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out to Julie. Thanks, Because she is hooking people up. Thank you. And she could be hooking you up. Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe. So to subscribe to 50 Shades of K, make sure you're on your iTunes app, Google Play, or your podcast app on your smartphone. Search for 50 Shades of K. That's five zero Shades of K. Then there should be a little button where you hit subscribe. There's also a little button where you can hit review. I'd love it if you left a review. Let me know what you think. Again, it's 50 Shades of K. Thanks so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.